Welcome to the Chicago Beef League podcast. My name is Carl Daniel Streif III, otherwise known as Chip Streif, the uh, despicable owner of Fernie Willow. I am joined by the owner of Brute Squad. Uh, Alex, can you say hello? Hello, everyone. How are you doing? Uh, skip that question. Go into the <laughs> next question. <laughs> I, well, uh, my team is despicable, and I uh, just got back from San Diego, so I'm burned and tired, and I have drank way too much chlorine water. Uh, I'm, I feel sick okay. to my stomach. Okay, are you taking follow-up questions? Yes, uh, you what? in the front row. You in the front row. Why were you drinking chlorine water? Because I'm inundated with kids uh, 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 sitting on my head and and forcing me underwater and 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 uh, drowning me oh next okay. question over there on the right i like it um how's san diego it was sunny it was nice uh it, it was it was very very nice we very low-key we stayed at brother-in-law's pool his backyard is is really hot and beautiful um he's got an outdoor barbecue and the whole gamut is is wonderful we had brisket on saturday Nice. It was pretty awesome um, with his Traeger, which I could go into a little prep that, but it was a 17 pound brisket. It was a disgusting oh, wow. amount of meat. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's like a Costco size amount of meat. And I, I, I realized that I like the point, uh, the, the smaller end of a brisket that's very, the fatty, like moist, you know, like a, appendage of the, of the, of the brisket have you are you familiar with briskets i am is that also probably because it's a smaller piece so you're getting more seasoning coverage it might be um but it also had like a lot of the fat this is we're totally going off the rails of baseball but uh it has a ton of fat and they didn't trim it perfectly but anyway it was delicious and fatty and uh i enjoyed it Excellent. um how okay. was your week you, you you've had a tumultuous week we'll uh we'll spare everyone the the yes. um the We're, nightmare of it but yes, are you exactly. okay are you uh, are the bee stings have healed yes the bee stings just itch a little bit now but it's fine um i want to apologize in advance to those listening um doing the doing the pod from my office where once again i now have hens um <laughs> because one of my new hens was scalped by uh, the three older hens. Honestly, my last week has been so terrible with the one exception. Um, and and, and I, I want to say I couldn't even get that. The one exception I was going to say was my 10-0 TKO of Josh's team. We're just going to dive right into this week. We're, yes, okay. it's a good segue. Um, good segue. My, my, my 10-0 TKO of Josh's team. However, that was decided like as a Wednesday when things started going really bad. So that was like the only good thing going. And of course, the news uh, was it yesterday or Friday yeah, about yesterday. Uh, Acuna uh, that he's out for the season. Just had to crap all over that. So I can't even say that I've had a great beef league week. Can I just stomp on your grave just a little bit further? Just, just... 
if I, I haven't done a full like audit of this past week's stats of every single team and how they would stack up, but I, if I remember right, your team, your stats versus Josh's, Josh is having like an apocalyptically bad week. And you, you aren't, ha- you're not like blowing the, the doors off either, but you're, you no, happen I, to be beating him 10 nothing. <laughs> no, I, I, I think I 11 0. I think I went 11 0 this week in breakdown. You will? Yeah. Your offense came alive because. Uh... No, no. Uh, it's a combination. Uh, for once, my OBP is okay. I got eight stolen bases. Offense is, offense is competitive enough in the three uh, in home runs, RBIs, and runs. And then uh, my pitching has been good. And everyone this week has had a crap pitching week except for me. Yeah. Your pitching is pretty good. Uh, yeah, your offense is not going to – doesn't add – it's close to Chenin. And I am, I'm sure that some other teams are having some good offensive weeks. Yeah. No, I, looked, anyway. I definitely looked at and compared before the pod – my numbers against you and Chen so that I could say that I beat both this week. <laughs> um, and I did the same thing with Evermore and Swing and Miss. But let's, so moving to other matchups, let's go ahead to sure. your. You sure. are. You lost. I'm one, I'm one RBI and one home run away from a gap uh, win, if I remember right. And maybe gaps changed. But anyway, it looks like Chen's going to win now that all the games are settled. One home run difference, one RBI difference. Uh, it really just sucks. The big thing is he got two safe holds this uh, today and flipped a category. So um, those three categories really just did me in. Um, but 18 home runs and 61 runs. Good Lord. And I'm going to lose. It just sucks. Yeah. One yeah. of those weeks. Um, I, and I was what thinking, the- you're pitching – uh, well, first off, you know Chris Paddock, uh, dead dead to me. Like he's on the cusp of a, just a rage drop at this point. So, do you think that had you gone to a Padres game while you're in San Diego and kind of talked things over with him and cooled him down a little bit, that he wouldn't have crapped the bed this week? Um, no, uh, it wasn't. I don't think he it would have mattered. Um, he did pitch again today, two innings, yeah. two one innings. run, two one whip. run. <laughs> yeah, and, and a two it, whip. That's pretty good. You know, it, it's it's better than the two innings and eight earned runs uh, from Monday or Tuesday. Um, in any case, yeah. In general, I mean, uh, Lance Lynn had a, an awesome outing. Giolito had a, a fine outing. Eflin had a fine outing. Keprillion had a fine outing. Bueller had. Two fine outings. It's just one so, starter that shit the bed. And then a reliever, Scott Barlow, who's one of the best uh, relievers, uh, middle of the relievers, gave up five earned runs. Wow. So you're putting this all on the shoulders of two players. That's 14 of my 27 earned runs is from two guys. Yeah. That's a good point. It's, it, it's my fault. It's my fault for activating – paddock and running with barlow but um you you win with those players and you lose with them anyway um i've lost and i'm tied now with a number of other people who are going to be seven to seven like josh and uh vishnu let's let's segue to vishnu and john it looks like john and vishnu uh john's gonna pull out this win and they were the battle of seven and sixes 
Yeah, that that was a close. um, That was a close matchup for uh, basically until I think today or maybe last night. Um, But yeah, Kamish, both of those teams total eight home runs. Mm -hmm. Um, Glad to know that Kamish beat Vishnu's 27 RBIs. Jesus Christ. Uh, (laughs) And eight home runs each. Like, uh, that was the first two days. Uh, anyway, this is neither in or there. We'll get it to next week's in a moment. But, cause I yeah, um, next week. I, I think the one thing to point out here was uh, that this is the second time this season that Robbie Ray has been, like, amazing. Um, he, the first time was against the White Sox, so I had the misfortune of watching that one live. Um, but he went, like, seven innings, gave up a walk and a hit, and had 11 strikeouts against the Rays. Today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so Wander Franco's has been having to deal with that and uh, has exactly. not been faring very well. Um, Correct. Correct. As a result, but um, uh, I'm I'm optimistic. It, uh, Wander had another 0 and four game, which they they benched him when he went 0 for five with four Ks, which I think is the most Ks he's ever had in his entire life in a game ever. No way. No way. Yeah. He was like, he ne- I mean, I don't think he th- struck out three times last uh, in the last two years. No, years. I guarantee you there was a time that he was in the DR and like his dad thought like, oh, my four-year-old can hit your pitching <laughs> and like challenge some 17-year-old named like Jose Barrios and Barrios mm-hmm. just struck him out every time. I guarantee that happens. It's possible. All right, let's 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 move on to the the one of the most interesting matchups, uh, Jay and Zavo. Uh, looks like uh, Zavo is going to pull this one out. Yeah, yeah, that uh, is awesome because that means I'm no longer tied with Jay for first place. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but that means that Zavo um, now is tied with Jay in second place, in Seoul's mm-hmm. second place. Um, it's so. So the one thing that I found interesting about this uh, matchup was that, like I said, I kind of looked at my numbers and compared everybody just to confirm that I 11-0 the league this week, um, and. I actually so Zavo won six five three five, but I actually did better against Zavo than I did against Jay. Um, which is just the reason I bring that up is it's like Jay has this way of winning certain categories that always elude me. Um, but I think that their their matchup wasn't as close as I was expecting, and to something that you brought up. Uh, a number of times, Zavo's team is either great or garbage or awful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he had a good week. This is a good. This is his good week, and it's yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Uh, it's interesting. I, I think the, the the as we get to the next two matchups, I think we're seeing like a separation of um, just the wheat and chaff, however you want to put it. Um, Dave is going to beat Sunil and uh, Ken versus Lowe. I think this is kind of a Ken's on the, is going to be on the outside looking in. Um, and he's, I think he made it. He, he either made a trade already or is kind of thinking through a, a sale mode, but we're looking at the bottom four teams right here. Yes. Between Sunil, Dave, Lowe and Ken. And, the the bottom six, so two more teams are not going to make it. Um, 
I could really? be one of those for the record. Just throwing it out there. I get the impression you uh, losing Acuna, your your ten and four position is not as um, beautiful as it was in the first half, um, and you really do need this J loss uh, more than ever. But you're, yeah, we're getting agreed. we're getting this lumping together of the top eight between Chen, me, Josh, you, uh, John, Vishnu, and uh, uh, Jay and Zabo. Who's gonna miss? Who's gonna miss the cut? You know, if for me, it's always easy to say Otto Vish, but he just beat me two weeks ago. So <laughs> what? What do I know? And I played um, this week. And, um, you know, it's, I don't know, Chen's made some great moves here, I think, uh, solidifying his team going down the stretch the second half of the season. I mean, frankly, think about it. Kamish, Josh, me, um, Chen, and we've definitely traded, made trades within the last, you know, three weeks here, which mm-hmm. leads, who, have you made any trades recently? No, I have some things out there, but no. Okay, and then Jay doesn't trade, so Jay hasn't. Well, I traded either. earlier with Ken, but that was an April deal that doesn't really. Yeah, I mean more like in the last like, in the yeah. last month have, have like like, and I don't think Z's Z made a trade, did he? Or I don't remember. Um, he, may, quick... I, he may have. I have to look at his team. Yeah, that's. I don't recognize anybody here that wasn't on his team at the beginning. We ridiculed but... him. Um, you did the trade early in the year uh, with Molly. Yes, but yeah. everything else doesn't so, seem to be trade. He's, that he's yeah. Done. So anyway, some of us have made some moves here. Some of us haven't. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, if you look at you, Jay, and um, Z at the end of the year, if you guys all make it, and one of those of us have made the trades don't, um, that will certainly uh, add to the discussion of whether or not it was a good move that was made. Uh, but I, I agree with you. I think that the, the bottom four at this point, low, you know, as we kind of talked about last week, is he started the fire sale early. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave isn't, you know, that that team is uh, without a driver right now. Um, so he should be in, you know, sale mode, but isn't. Sunny 6K, you know, you lose to auto Dave. You're one of the worst four records. You got the best player in baseball and you're not going to make the playoffs. You got to start looking to sell, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's just me. So uh, just looking, this is getting way ahead of things, but um, I, so the next three weeks I play Vishnu, uh, Ken and Dave, I think. Um and I think the the trade deadline is the first of August, something like that, or just a couple of days later. Okay. Um, so me, what I'm meaning is like if I can beat Vishnu, Dave is again three and ten right now. Um, maybe he's gonna be four and ten, but again, mm-hmm. it's not good. Sunil is Sunil. Um, it'll be entertaining, but I should shellac him. You heard that for uh, Sunil? I'm gonna shellac you. And then uh, and then I play John. Uh, Zavo, you, Ken, and Jay to close out the year. Um, I've got a path, and I've 
Yeah, I've got a path. I, I need to show up. Well, doesn't that also mean that you're, it sounds to me like that could also mean that your next few weeks here are even more important that you go 3-0 because that means that you're playing against the other eight or seven contending teams uh, the rest of the way out. True. True. I need every win I can get. Um, it'd be terrifying to, to get in, but then lose. Um, yeah. <laughs> and like having, I, the big question is what do I make some trades, substantial trades, uh, you know, mortgage uh, something in the future to, to make my way in or not. Um, but yeah, well, you just yeah. let me know when, when Wander Franco is available. I, you know, okay, going into next week and looking at next week, and I'm just going to quickly uh, go through the matchups. We've got Sunny 6 ks going up against the Kamish. Um, Zed faces Auto Dave. Mm-hmm. Ken is against Josh. Jay goes against Low. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go against Chen. And again, as you said, you go against Auto Vishnu. Um, so part of me, you know, I face. Chen's team. He's made some moves. He also has like 80% of the best players in the game on his team. Part of me is like, I'm okay with this short week going against him only because it will either, in my view as a pessimist, um, either put me out of my misery quickly and I won't have to languish for like a whole week uh, in what is either a blowout or a close matchup, or I can pull out the victory in only three days and get lucky. Um, versus, you know, like Evermore going against Low, I, how awesome that would be, would that be rather, if, if Low wins, if Low wins in that three game or three day matchup against Jay. Um, and, and, and the reason I say that is only because I feel like every, most seasons, I always faced Sunil during this week. <laughs> and, you know, I'd never was at the top of the, you know, the league and the standings, um, I always kind of snuck into the playoffs because my team decided to play late in the season or whatever. But I would always get so frustrated because it's like, if I only had seven days, I could just kill Sunil's team. But he happened to have three amazing days. Um, so, I don't know. I, I, I'm i looking at next week, and I think that for me, the best matchup is, I like, I'm just going to be watching Low and Jay and hoping that, the real girls going wild have, you know, a flash in the pan for three days. I don't care if that team can't compete for the rest of the season, that one win would make it all worthwhile for me. And low, please set your lineup accordingly. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and what's notably interesting is just like for the record uh, for next weekend, yes, you, you he will. You will yeah. lose Dartvish potentially. They they said that he's been DL'd back to Friday at the earliest, which right. seems intentional. But who knows? They may push back even further. It's like a hip um, injury, which to me sounds like something that's a little more serious than like a oh, it go, it go better in seven days. Um, and then also, uh, more importantly, Trevor Bauer. Uh, yes going on man i think i firstly i will say that i think it's important that the league and the team or whatever investigate until they come up with 
Uh, sure. I think yes. that it, that takes Obviously. however long it takes. I'm not saying that they should, you know, crap or get off the pot. Uh, I think it, 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 it's it's worth it for them to do that investigation. It's something that's very serious. Um, and so I get that part. The, the thing that's more frustrating for me about it is just the fact that I traded low for three guys, two of whom now aren't playing. Who's left? Both, Grandal is injured. And Fam? Bauer. Yeah, Fam's the only guy that's left. So, so that's annoying. But... Um, yeah, so next week I, I'm without Bauer, um, presumably. So technically, they could reinstate him so that he would start that first game um, because they only suspended him for another – or they only put him on leave for another seven days. Um, but I have no idea what's going to happen there. And certainly everything that I've read about what went on, um, it's, you know, regardless of whether it was consensual or not, it's like, wow, this dude's – a He's a dick. He's, he's got some issues. He's got he's some just, issues. He's got, um, yeah. It's not just a but, unique personality, anyway. Um, yeah, yeah, I hope they they uh, and uh, come to some, yeah. some and I'm not saying he's, I'm not saying he's guilty or innocent, and I'm not saying that baseball gets to decide that as a court might. Um, but I but I think it's worth it that baseball look into it so that you know they're comfortable letting him continue um without suspension uh yeah and i don't want to sound like a snowflake here but i kind of do think it's chapman and and, i mean this past this year what was it um marcel zuna like this stuff is (laughs) i mean they they should they they need to have a better stance and make their their track record it's not good i mean yeah well it's gotten better it's gotten better i think that this is and it's i what was that yeah, reliever from um, Pirates? Yeah, Felipe uh, uh, Vasquez. Yeah. Vasquez? Vasquez. Shady, shady, shady the bad stuff. But anyway. Um, yeah. Well, it's, it, they, need to, they, need to, they can't just sit on their hands. Uh, I'm glad they're, they're, it seems like they're doing something. That's, I'll just point out that Major League Baseball did uh, do more against Felipe Vasquez in terms of discipline than the United States Congress has done against Matt Gates, who uh, has <laughs> allegedly been involved in similar stuff. But this isn't a politics, uh, politics thing. Nope. Anyway. Um, anyway. Yeah, so, so I'm without you, Darvish, and Bauer, and Acuna um, for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting. Um, I think um, kind of looking into this, so before we, we, we look into the future, um, do, do you have anything else you wanted to talk about with respect to the matchups here? No. For next week? Okay. So. Sure. Let me get it. One more beer. It's all-star break halfway through the season. Um, uh, so far, so uh, to present, AL MVP. Who do you think it is? I mean, it, it's too obvious to, to do anyone. You have to do Otani. Yep. It, it's too 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 obvious. I mean, the thing is, Vlad's had such a really just a good. It's just a good. I'm I'm happy. Uh, I'm angry that Chen has him, but like, he's a prospect that it, it took a couple of years, and we everyone talked about it him having uh, you know an otherworldly hit tool and power tool of like when it clicks, when it happens. If it finally it did happen, and it's crazy. Yeah. It's astonishingly like 
it is Miggy and or Pujols at their peak, and uh, it's going to be cool to see for the next fifteen years if he stays healthy. Yeah, I think I think Vladdy Jr. is somebody that everybody roots for, if not yeah, just for the fact that everyone rooted for his dad too. I mean, it's just uh, you know. But I, you're absolutely right in that it's Shohei. Um, again, want to point out on Sunday, the Sunday Six K's team and one of the worst four teams around the league. Um, so I think it's also interesting to point out. Remember how we actually gave them a hold on, credit? hold on, hold on. What is the what, what is the, the league stance with um, activating Otani? He only gets the offense, right? Yes. Well, no, I'm sorry. I think he can do. I think he, it's either or. It's not both. Yeah. So, I, okay, you're. This is the probably the one and only time I'm ever going to defend Sunil. Sunil, you you here first. Uh, the setup isn't ideal for uh, an Otani uh, MVP situation like he has right now. Like he's not getting both, you know, both of the pluses every week. He's only getting, he has to choose one or the other. And his offensive profile has improved, but he's still only DH, right? Well, okay. Uh, he was injured. He, he is, and he's been injured in years past. But his pitching's been really good. If he could get both, it'd be, it'd be even better. It makes sense. Your your claim would make more sense since he's only a DH. Uh, generally speaking, because I don't think he's going to drop his offensive stats to get his pitching stats. I think it might have been once or once this year, if that's even feasible. No, what I, anyway, well, so, I'm giving you some credit, Sunil. It's not as good as the story in baseball. I think the story I'm in not, baseball is Otani. I'm going the other way. I'm saying that we gave Sunil credit for not having a terrible team this year, earlier, like for you know his start and everything else. Oh, and, I think that it's all Otani and that Sunny 6K actually had like nothing to do with it. Well, Trey Turner also is having a fine, t- a fine year. Yeah. I mean, Otani, okay. So he's got, okay. Pitching wise, he's not a bad pitcher, but 67 innings, 87 strikeouts. That's really good. 1.21 whip. That's not elite. And a 3.49 ERA. That's not elite. So, what I'm saying when I say that he's the MVP, I, I mean as a hitter. I'm not saying combined. Combined, it's a runaway. But I'm saying I think he's still the best offensive player if you were only to look at his offensive stats Ooh. in the AL. Uh, he's, yeah, a higher slugging, he's got higher slugging than, uh, than Guerrero. Um, home runs, RBIs, more stolen bases. Uh, loses an average in OBP. I'm just saying. Okay, okay. it's close. Um, it's close on the offensive side then. Uh, NL MVP. NL. Oh yeah. Hold on. Before we get into NL, it's worth pointing out that uh, Sunil does also have Corbin Burns, who's having a fine year too. He's actually yes. he's got a number of players that he drafted that are are having fine years, and despite all that, his team's terrible. Um, Not true. He's got like the other players players. who drafted Corbett Burns is the only guy. My point is, he needs to fire Sam. Wayne Rinsby. Anyway, we're getting. I don't want to give any more air to Sunil. Yeah, your team's terrible. Why can't you not agree with me? Because Uh, it's anywho. uh, So NL MVP. Give me some uh, uh, options. uh, Well, I'm going to tell you who I think it is, which is Acuna, and it's a damn shame. It was a good no. Year. I said yes. up to up until this point. Oh, okay. 
Uh, this is the midway. This is we're awarding midway MVP, midway season MVP, and midway season Cy Youngs. Um, we're not predicting who we think is going to win in the second half. We're talking about up to the present date, who's been the best. No, um, I mean, I, I think you got to go. Uh, you're going to have to go with Tatis. Um, I think you had an argument of Acuna first half. Um, but I think it's going to have to go to Tatis unless something happens with his shoulder. Um it's a it'll, it'll run away again. With it. I'm not. We're not predicting who's going to win the actual award. We're saying first half. Up, up until today, who's won the award based on what they've done so far? Yeah, Tatis has been number. He's number one overall. So I know. I mean, I'm not I'm, gonna. I'm just I mean, saying Acuna because, frankly, this is the last time I'm gonna be able to say that this year. <laughs> <laughs> Higher on base percentage, but I mean, it's it's close and. But it, it more homers than stone, stone bases. Um, it's close. Um, yeah. And uh, so, and then, okay. So, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think it's 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 Otani for sure in the AL. The NL, it's probably Tatis, but I'm going to give it to Acuna if I had a vote. Um, and so, okay, so here we go. Here, this is where it's – NL Cy Young, we don't have to say anything, do we? No. DeGrom. I, I don't want to um, talk about it either. Because Gosman no, is is a close second, and uh, I'm, I've I've spewed enough uh, love of Gosman over the years that it, it makes this situation really annoying. I know, so we're not going to talk about it because it's one person. Ale, ale. Um, <laughs> so before before going into an answer, I think it's worth noting that like okay, oh, uh, ignore Otani, but like right. four. Five, six, seven, eight, eight of the top nine starting pitchers this year are in the NL. Yeah, and uh, it's Cole and Rodon, yeah, and then Lance Lynn. And it, I'm just based on these rankings, which I would probably agree. Most of the best pitchers have been in the NL, um, and I think there's been like a shortening. I think there's has only been like ten awesome pitchers this year maybe 15 the rest have been eh, fine yeah middling no i think i think you, you, once you get to the lance lynn once i mean so according you know to, to cbs um if anthony disclafini is ahead of lynn um <laughs> right they're, they're close they're close but my point is just um i think once you get past lynn here and you're talking about Kershaw, Rogers, Urias, Darvish, Burns, Hader, Bassett, Glasnow. Um, you're in Gla- Glasnow, mind you, hasn't pitched in like two months. So, um, well, he's done for the year. And but there's been a number of injuries uh, that have really hampered some some guys like Bieber. Um, right. But my point is just that, like, you're absolutely right. They're they're all NL guys of the of the AL. You're looking at Rodon or Cole. And I'd give it to Rodon just because I'm a White Sox fan, even though it's Cole. It's Cole, but I think Rodon's the interesting story. Um, it, there, there's not many AL good stories otherwise. Um, you, For starting you, pitchers, yeah. you're absolutely right. And unfortunately, almost all of my starting rotation <laughs> is AL pitchers. <laughs> you've, you've had the best ones. You've had the best ones. 
with, with um, the exception of Darvish, who has a hip injury, and uh, Bauer, who part of why I got Bauer was I wanted to move away from AL pitching. And of course, he becomes a sexual predator in the interim. Whoa, 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 Actually, whoa, sorry. whoa, whoa. He had been one um, okay. and was, just got busted when uh, he came to my team, which again, I think Lowe may have been the whistleblower there. Um, <laughs> but, Fair <laughs> enough. Um, I, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, that, I, I just wanted to do those guys. But um, so, all star break. Rookie of the year. Oh, okay, good call. Rookie of the year. Um, who's your pick? Uh, I, I because it's so it just has floored me. I, I'm I think Trevor Rogers in the NL. Am I missing someone? But it seems that he's out of nowhere. The only person I could think of uh, off the top of my head would be on the same team, uh, second baseman um, Jazz Chisholm. Yeah, I, I understand that. I, I don't think he's been as good, though. Correct. Um, I, I'm saying that's the only other person I can really think yeah, of. Yeah, right. Uh, and then the AL, who do you, who would you think of? I'm going with my boy, 46-year-old Adelise Garcia. Oh, uh, the Rangers. Yeah. Um, is there another option? <laughs> I mean, it's uh, it's probably it's probably him, um, unless. Uh, but like, are we missing someone? I'm sure we're missing. Oh, Rosarena has had a better year, for the record. Just just pointing that out than uh, Garcia by three, three spots. Um, and he's a rookie, so I, maybe it is just as simply it's uh, a Rosarena, as expected. Um. Okay. So here you go. Surprise player of the year. I, I, and I'm, I'm going to go with AL, and I'm going to say who I'm thinking of just because uh, I have checked his name off. Uh, Cedric Mullins has really surprised yeah. me this year. You know, I had him last year. It, it, in past years, he's a different player. Um, something well, so, clicked. He's 26. No. And... So what happened was he actually, this is the first year that he went moved from hitting uh, from switch hitting to hitting just lefty. Ah. He gave up oh, switch there hitting. You so. go. There you go. Um, so That's nice. yeah, but anyway, I've just been, and, and it's, you know, fresh in my mind watching the White Sox sweep the, the Orioles this past week. Um, but yeah, he's, he's somebody that surprised me. And interestingly, I actually <laughs> remember how I had Austin Hayes on my team. Yes. They're yes. outfielder. Remember how he started the season hurt? Mm, yeah. I don't understand why you ever owned him. Cedric Mullins was available. Yep. And I forget who I picked up, but it was between whoever I picked up and Cedric Mullins. Because I figured I'd pick up Cedric Mullins until Hayes comes back, and then Cedric Mullins is going to lose his job, and no problem. Um, I was wrong on all counts. (laughs) So, um, well done, Commission. Nice pickup. Yeah. Damn you. Uh, Uh, Yeah, so this Um, I've got one that you might agree with. Probably uh, won't because you probably like him more than. Um, and and actually, we talked about him earlier tonight, Freddie Peralta or, um, or Anthony Dayslap. Yeah, I I, like the one that is more interesting to me is Jesse Winker. 
Um, okay. Okay. But because last year's he broke out last year, right? Wasn't that right? Um, yeah. Well, so he the difference between like so when I think of like Freddie Peralta, like was a relief pitcher slash starter for a long time, and he had stuff, but he was never supposed to be like this. And Dayscliff is like sixty, so that's why it's just like, oh, he finally Injured. decided to be good. I'm with the Reds. I know. I had him on my team like every year. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I don't disagree with those two names for the record. Um, versus versus Winker, I think, was supposed to be good and kind of. He's 27. Yeah. He's 27, though. Yeah, like, but didn't he only come up when he was like 24? Like, this is his like third year. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying those first three years were not that good. And then he finally broke out either this year or last year. And it's he's been, you know, awesome. He um, has. Anyway, and I mean, I, it, yeah, it just frustrating. Um, <laughs> just because over all those years, I remember saying that I really wanted to get Winker. I really liked that high on base percentage. And then, of course, I think we've already talked about him, that just that his, his breakout this year is not that story. It's power. Uh, right. Right. And, anyway. uh, and he was picked in what round again? The fourth round? Fifth round? Fourth or fifth. Yeah. Like third, third or fourth round. And by John, it was a good pick. Uh, he had a lot of good picks. Um, is Kyle Tucker or um, the who's the Reds uh, Verdugo? Um, are, are those rookies? Where do they stand in your head? Yeah, I think they're rookies. They're kind of rookies. They're having both pretty pretty decent, awesome years. Um, they're not coming pretty on the list, decent, right? awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then. I, the, the other name that I, I I think we bantered about like the person the the prospect or, or sorry the rookie that with the highest war this year is I think Jonathan India I I'd have to check Fangraphs again for the last couple of weeks but I believe Jonathan India on Sunil's team has the highest war wins above replacement uh, of all because he's started this year I think he's playing second base or whatever uh, for the Reds uh, that means nothing for fantasy baseball. No, well, no, but his his on base percentage is four hundred, and he's got home runs and stolen bases, and he plays good defense. Ignore that, but he's actually having a pretty decent for uh, rookie year. Just saying. Yes. Yeah. It's not like and the other players that we've mentioned, though. That's all. Correct. Um, okay, so, so uh, All Star Break is happening. Um, mm-hmm. What are you looking forward to most? Well, the Futures game happened. FYI, we're recording on Sunday night. Um, I know. I, and I, I recorded it. Um, so I haven't watched it yet. You but haven't go watched ahead. it yet. Go ahead. Um, Break the spoiler. Well, I was tracking the uh, batting practice, and uh, I made some pickups this morning. I And I got Brett Batty and Francisco Alvarez. Uh, I'm just going to attribute that they had awesome batting practices. That's the only reason I picked them up this morning. Um, yes. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> for the their Mets prospects too. One's a catcher. This is this is gonna end poorly. Uh someone's gonna cry. And uh but the bigger thing is that uh Brennan Davis, um, spoiler alert, hit two home runs in the futures game and won MVP. Um Yeah, Cubs, I, Cubs, Cubs Brennan Davis. Mm-hmm. I did and I don't I'm he he's available. I, no, he's not. He I this is was kind it, of like a make on, or break year for him as a prospect. On, I thought he was on um I'll, I'll double check here, but I thought he was on. Uh, Maybe he's Chen or someone. No, he's on um, uh, Vishnu's team, I think. Oh, okay. Anyway, yeah, 
Yeah, confirmed. He's on this new team. Okay. Uh, I, I like. What do you get from futures games? Uh, I, I think that the game is kind of moot. It's more of the players getting uh, the opportunity to kind of come together and get recognized as being the best players in minors. Yeah. What, think, what are your thoughts? Well, and it's interesting because you know I was on Twitter at some point late last night or whatever, um, and you know everyone's like, oh yeah, you know the AL is going to wipe the floor with the NL because all of the top prospects are on AL teams. Um, and, and I didn't feel like that was necessarily going to happen. And certainly turns out that that wasn't the case. Um, so I don't know how much weight I put into it. I think it's fun to watch. I remember one of the first ones I actually watched a pre-draft under armor all-star game. Um, and it had like, um, it was the year Clint Frazier and Dom Smith and Austin oh, Meadows. Yeah. They were all they were playing at Wrigley, um, and it was fun to watch. And it was like you know for us for a lot of us we don't get uh, certainly until this year where they did like a whole draft thing on MLB TV, which is pretty cool. I watched the first half hour of it. Um, baseball never really did that before. Um, yeah. So I think it's cool that they're kind of doing more of that. So I'm going to watch it, uh, even though I know the outcome here, just to see what some of these players look like. And, you know, some of them will turn out to be good. Some of them won't. Um, Same thing with baseball draft. But I think it's cool that they're bringing that kind of coverage to it, especially for us from a fantasy perspective where we have such a deep league, um, you know, where, where we get to be more involved to the extent that we want to. Um, well, let's segue over. Watching. Let's segue over to the draft, um, and then we'll and touch on the All Star Game rosters. Uh, sure. The draft. Uh, just going into it, the uh, what I kind of said it earlier was, this is a draft that is lacks a lot of like high impact, amazing talent, like I don't know Strasburg and Harper in past years. Uh, where they, they'll, they'll fly through the minors and go immediately make an impact in, in the majors. I don't know um, if I agree with that. Well, the, I mean, the, 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 at least from like Jim Callis to Jonathan Mayo and Keith gotcha. Law and, and the fan graphs guys. And, and just experts are not really saying there's much of a, uh, an amazing player in this draft, but rather um, there's a good, I mean, it's just good talent. It just doesn't have that lottery that person who's just going to be amazing um, and shoot up the prospect list. Um, and I think I, what I just heard this morning was that like the pirates, for example, this is like the first time in 20 years where the, the team that has a first round draft pick, uh, they usually like make their, their point to the media early. They did not know who they were going to take at all. So and, and here's As the- up until who they took. So, uh, and they took Henry Davis, the catcher for Louisville, which yeah. kind of surprised a lot of people. Well, so, and, and this is what something I sent a, something in our group chat and I haven't checked to see what everyone else said. So obviously um, being a deep league, you know, I'm looking at the top six players and three of them are already on rosters at least. Uh, I know uh, Lowe has Jack Leiter. I have Marcelo Mayer and Zed has Jordan Lawler. I don't know if someone picked up Colton Kowser or Jackson Job or Henry Davis, but my point is just that three of the top six guys were on rosters before we even know what team they were playing for, right? Totally. 
You're missing and, Kumar Rocker too, but it, it, well, he he slipped. He fell to number ten, which is really anyway. We'll we'll get to that in a second. But for for me, one of the things that I think is so interesting about baseball, and I was reminded by this when I was watching the first part of MLB TV's um, or MLB Network's draft coverage. They had this dude, and I was like, who the hell is this dude in this ridiculous suit uh, along with, like, Amzinger and Harold Reynolds and Dan O'Dowd, or Dan O'Dowd, whatever the hell the the former GM of the Rockies was. Um, And it was Vanderbilt's head coach. And so Jack Leiter and Kumar Rocker were both on his team, and – Jordan Lawler, the number six pick, who's currently in high school, uh, is committed to Vanderbilt mm-hmm. uh, and was picked by the D-backs. So it's pick number six. He's probably going to get the full money in the slot. In the slot, he's probably going to you know forego college. But it's just interesting to me because I wonder how much of the baseball draft, unlike any other draft, um, teams not only have to worry about who's the best fit for us in terms of what we need, but also they don't want to get Astros like, uh, or Astroed like, um, what was that picture's Mark, name? Mark Appel. Mark Appel. Yeah. yeah. Like, is there a chance that Marcelo Mayer knew that the Red Sox were at number four and basically told the Pirates, Rangers, and Tigers, like, not a chance. Like, I'm, I'm going to go to college. <laughs> you know? Um, because frankly, if I was in that spot, I wouldn't want to go to the Pirates. <laughs> you know, like, so how much of it is like that the Pirates are really convinced that Henry Davis is the best pick versus he's the best pick they knew they could sign and probably wouldn't have to necessarily pay full slot value and then maybe have more money to get other guys in the second and third round. Because that's what they were talking about when like the Tigers uh, and the Orioles picked, you know, these guys, they're like, and even the Royals are like this guy, they picked this kid out of Connecticut high school and the announcers were like, well, he's not going to get the full value. Um, so the Royals wanted to do that so they could have extra money to sign mm-hmm. players later. And it's just a really interesting dynamic that's very unique to the baseball draft. So I don't know how much of any of this is really just who's the best. Um, you know what I mean? Versus, whereas yeah. like in there's, but there's, yeah, I know I hear you. And um, a lot of the media stuff is just posturing by the players and their agents um, and just to, to drive up their value. Uh, I'm guessing that they picked like Henry Davis to save money. The, the Pirates did that intentionally. They, it wasn't the number one, the best pick, but they, they probably knew that they could save the most money. And he was on par in their system of how they evaluated things. I listened to Charrington, their GM, they interviewed him. Not once did he say, we had this guy as the best player on, on the board. Like he no. said a lot of, he said a lot of complimentary things, uh, but he didn't say that. Right. Like it's just, and that's, but that's what I'm saying. Like, and I don't even think like, I can't corroborate any of my theory because I haven't heard anything from these players or their agents in what they communicate to these teams. I think a lot of that's behind the scenes. Totally. Part, part of me is like the reason Charrington didn't say that was because there was some reason that he wasn't able to take the guy that he wanted. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. And I mean, for the record, I, that, that whole game of uh, I'm not going to play for you type of thing uh, or the, uh, the other game, which is uh, uh, players telling uh, 
it just pl- outright telling teams that I'm not going to play for you, which I think been, there's been a lot of them. They all like in the end, there's not like a, like these top five picks are all going to be amazing all-stars. Like it's a crapshoot. <laughs> and it's, 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 I'm, I'm always looking back and, and remembering like Carlos Correa, like the Astros signed him as a, as a, a cost savings versus Byron Buxton. Exactly. Uh, who went to the twins um, yep. then in the second pick. And now you look back and you're like, well, that, that actually was not that bad. I mean, Correa's actually, I mean, he's been injured for a number of years, but he's been by far much better than Buxton, um, generally speaking. I mean, Buxton, his profile the last like 18 months has been bananas weird, but um, it's it's not at all compared to Correa. I would definitely prefer to have Correa. And, and Buxton's just cursed with some sort of injury. Uh, yes. him. But it's it just the whole shenanigans that they go through is, is I think, kind of, a waste of time i think that honestly that they just went with their the player that probably had the lowest the the lower ask yep. and uh, um they they were postured to, to take that money and pl- place it elsewhere whereas i think and my impression is you're right that mayor uh what mayor uh marcelo was probably asking for a lot yep um which i mean good for him the thing is he doesn't have a ceiling like um previous one ones you know um so i wonder if henry davis is going to be the best player out of all this because i don't know any better than you on how to pick these guys no I, I professionals, I, right i think i mean for me frankly i'm a little surprised that it wasn't jack lighter here's the problem going catcher number one to me is like that's a position that it generally takes longer for kids to come up Right. It's not like even if they're college catchers like a Zanino um, and he got an early start and was awful. Like, mind you, he's an all star. Right. I think that the, batting like two expectations, but, your expectations is really important here. Just because they're like a one one, you're you, you and I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I assume most people are thinking that this is a, a future LeBron star, all star. Yeah. Exactly. And the truth is, that's not at all. Like, Henry Davis, I, my guess based on what I've heard and, and read is uh, if he comes up, hits 20 home runs, plays good defense and has an OBP that's above average. Like the pirates are going to be thrilled about that. Just thrilled. Yes. Right. He's you. got a great arm and whatnot. And, and it's, it all comes down to like health and, and his hitting skill, which I, my impression, and this is a case towards him, his hit tool is actually probably one of the better ones. Um, I mean, discount the high school players. Like the high school players are like three years behind him developmentally. Um, and then the other two, you just mentioned the pitchers. The pitchers have have a completely different track record of, of success. Right. Catchers, I mean, at, Rushman looks like the real deal of like a kind of a a really a really good catcher potentially. Uh, he hasn't hit the majors yet, but uh, who knows? I mean, Davis Base- may be he may be moved to third base for the record. And or, the, outfield, or outfield. The, oh, the, outfield uh, yeah. the Pirates track record with prospects that don't have parents who are Major League Baseball players is not good. I think Henry Davis is the next Ben Davis. Ooh, that's an interesting call. Charrington so, did a good job with the Red Sox. I, uh, I didn't say Red Sox. I said Pirates. 
No, I know he's with the Pirates now. He was with the Red Sox back. Yeah, they have no play, they have no player development. The Pirates? Yeah, I think he's had to start over. Um, it might be. It might be. And they've frankly, had nothing. They've had nothing that's, that's, uh, since the that could be why some of the players would have wanted a lot more money to go number one to them. Anyway, yeah, he um, had uh, Meadows and uh, and Glass now and traded it, and they had Cole, of course. Um, yeah, but those guys didn't have success there. No, they traded him away. Um, yes, I think that he's, they... he's, he came in like two years ago or a year ago, and exactly. uh, he's having to start over. Um, yes. I'm just saying. It's, it's tough. Uh, catchers are yet yeah, longer track record. Anyway, we're probably spending too much time on this on this one player, particularly. But, uh, it, because he's an expendable. I, I don't think it's a bad. I don't think it's a bad pick. Um, I it's interesting I... that some of the players dropped. I, 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 this is much to do about nothing in my mind with the draft. That this is one year that I'm not really, I was not really floored with them. Um, and I knew that Rocker and Lighter, I think, were owned before I really paid attention or cared. Um, well, Rocker, them, so. Rocker going to the Mets, I think Rocker of all the players that went in the first round has been on a beef league roster for the longest amount of time. I think that Zed picked him up during his freshman awesome year. freshman yeah. year at Vanderbilt. And Z has to be shaking knowing that he went to the Mets because that's where <laughs> that's, and I said it in my comment in the text chain, but I'm gonna repeat it because it's true. That's where pitchers not named DeGrom go to die. Ooh. I think that each of them are individually different. That they, they don't like I think the Orioles are for the for example are worse with pitchers. Um but anyway. Oh I, I'm I, not yeah, the Orioles are worse in terms of turning talented players into talented major league players the Mets are just cursed like between Mats uh what's his, the, the Syndergaard uh, Syndergaard who's the other one that was supposed there was DeGrom was like DeGrom was like number three or four on the he list was number for four. he was number yeah. four on the list uh shoot what was the the Superman um no I said guy. Matt Harvey Oh, you said my Harvey. Yeah. Harvey, yeah. Syndergaard, DeGrom, and then there was one other. Like, It was Matt and on. one other person. Anyway, my point exactly, we don't even remember. You know, like, and that wasn't that long ago. It was like six or seven years ago. Um, so, no, but yeah. I, 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 Rocker uh, has a, enough problems. It, it sounds like he, he could be like Garrett Cole. Uh, but I've never not... seen his delivery until I watched highlights of him. It's very strange. It's, it's very strange. Anyway, and I'm not, I'm not a scout. I'd... He's 6'5", he's and his dad played in the NFL, which is pretty awesome. He's, now He's a big guy, and he's got a big fastball. At, um, at, yeah, he, he was intimidating in, in, uh, uh, in terms of his stuff. Anyway, I, I've watched him like, twice i think and it it's it was on the off nights and it was not that good like i think he's very hit or miss and he's gonna be a lottery ticket for the mets and i wouldn't blame the mets on it no I, right like why didn't the angels take him instead they took some guy who is like one pick um and who might is who who even the guys were saying uh they're like he's going to be a uh or sorry you know, they said he's gonna be a reserve. um yeah, but, well, relievers uh, are valuable. Remember that. <laughs> they are, but if you have a chance to get a guy like Kumar Rocker, who's had success as a starter, 
another interesting thing, the, uh, the Tigers third pick, uh, I don't know, Joby Jackson, Joby, uh, is a high school pitcher from Oklahoma who mm-hmm. has only pitched for one year. Yeah. Uh, and apparently his fastball and his, uh, slider are good. Um, and his, but what was it? I guess his dad's a professional golfer. I didn't know that. Yep. Brant Joby. And, uh, uh, but, but he also played shortstop and, uh, he did, right. He, this it's what's in, what was interesting to me was kind of just this whole, I remember when Russell Wilson was drafted, uh, by the Seahawks and he kind of always said like don't just play one sport or don't just do one thing yeah. like play mm-hmm. do as much as you can and I wonder like are we going to be looking back in like four years uh, five years and like Jackson Joby is like you know this great pitcher for the Tigers and who has this you know arm that is never going to get hurt and or hasn't gotten hurt because he really hasn't thrown as many pitches and as many innings and stuff I don't know just thought it was interesting um, yeah, yeah. If it if it works out, he might be a, a a stat in the future for the whole idea of like, should you tax your your fourteen year old kid with one hundred and fifty innings and one hundred and sixty pitches in every outing? Like, uh, I'm of that yeah. faith. I, I I think it's important to play other sports and not pitch all the goddamn time. But again, I I'm just a a silly dad who doesn't understand anything. So I get it. Is that what your kids tell you? <laughs> it, it is. It is. It's yeah. essentially everything I heard for the past week. I bet. Um, but no, but, but like with uh, it's, I, I hear it of like signing up kids, uh, signing up Maddie for like soccer leagues or baseball leagues and whatnot. Like everyone's super duper. They're like, you, you need to commit yourself to this traveling situation or, uh, or he's never going to be able to grow. Insane. This whole right. mentality of like having kids uh, dedicate themselves to 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 really pursue that, um, I find is it's almost insulting to other parents who don't have the economic means or to who really just want their kid to actually have a life. Like I, I find it just the whole approach to all this kind of disgusting. Um, but I want my kid to have fun, so I don't know. Yes, I think that's Weird. a good position to have as a parent. I would support that position. Um, okay, so anywho. Uh, so that, that was a draft. Um, it, it it it's still going on, um, and it'll last for the next four days because they they draft sixty rounds or whatever. Yes, um, I pl- I applaud all of them. Um, so all right, home run derby first round. We've got Shohei Otani versus Juan Soto. So the draft uh, the, the derby happens tomorrow night. What time does it start? Five p.m. or something. I don't know. Something like the six o'clock uh, uh, mountain time, which would be five o'clock my time. Um, yeah, so Shohei Tani versus Soto. Uh, you want obviously neither to win, correct? No, I want Otani. I like Otani. I want Otani to win. Okay, I think it would be a fun matchup, and I want to see Soto's wiggle. Um, I, I I think that he he Soto could hit just take over and and win the home run derby in my mind, but we'll see. Who knows? Um, what are the other matchups? Okay, Sal Perez, Pete Alonso. Jesus Christ, I don't know. I think Alonso would win that, but who knows? Sal Perez might like whiff every single time. Joey Gallo, Trevor Story. Gallo should destroy 
story, but Lord knows, like this is when a uh, story breaks out and hits uh, a 700 foot home run and makes it's, me stupid. I just, it's also in Colorado. Yeah. So Gallo might hit it a mile. He might, we don't yeah, know, but Trevor story can hit home runs in Colorado. He can. As Plus hometown advantage. I don't know if that matters. Who, who knows? Did, by the way, Olson, can we pause, just pause pause yes. here? Uh, did Griffey win the home run derby in Cincinnati or or in Seattle? Um, I'm check that right now. I was reading a story just how he he was like he did not want to join the home run derby, and then like one hour before it started, he changed his mind and. That was the famous home run derby where he hit a jillion of a jillion bombs and won it. I feel like that was like it was it was in C, in Seattle or Cincinnati, and they had more added more to the lore of, of uh, Griffey. Um, so I'm looking at this now. All right, it would have been anyway. Uh, Ken Griffey Jr. won it at Three River Stadium. He won it at Coors Field, and he won it at Fenway. Nope, nope, nope. Okay, anyway. Uh, what are the, some of the others? Uh, you saw uh, oh, Gallo so the, the, story, the, okay. Yeah, and then Olsen versus Mancini. That is like the most boring, like, yeah, having to choose between like shredded wheat and, uh, and <clears throat> uh, basic Cheerios. It's just like, come on. I don't know okay. anything about those either. I like good for them. I don't know. Do you have a perspective on them? Uh, I'm going for. I think Olsen's going to win, but I'm going for Mancini. Who, by the way, I saw this coming as I'm facing Josh. Josh is, of course, a huge Mancini fan, and Josh has Mancini on his roster. Sure. White Sox were winning by two in the ninth inning, and. Of course, what's it? Hendricks, the Australian, gives up a single, and then Mancini pinch hits, and I knew it right then. I was like, he's going to hit a home run, and of course he did. <laughs> okay. Let's try it again. Then it goes into extras. Mankata walks, of course, because he's afraid of swinging the bat. Um, oh, what's his name? Um, shoot, uh, Abreu strikes out, and Brian Goodwin strikes out, and it's down to Adam Angle. And as I'm watching this live, I'm thinking to myself, in no world should Adam Engel be batting before Andrew Vaughn in any lineup, period. Like, Mm. why is Adam Engel batting sixth? It was the dumbest thing I'd ever – he hits a home run. Uh, Like, to straightaway center, no doubter. Uh, (laughs) And the White Sox ended up winning. But – Tony LeBooBoom is is winning. And – Yerman Mercedes Mercedes getting demoted, uh, and all these injuries. Tony Lubu might might win Manager of the Year, and it's gonna it's gonna make me angry, and it's gonna be sad. Agreed. Thoughts. Agreed. Thoughts. I mean, he's done a really good. I mean, if you just look at the success on the field, it's probably all the players for the record. I have no idea what his influence has been, but like, I'm with you on the like the the batting order. Maybe, maybe it's. He's got it's, some sort of like science he's got, or he's got devil magic. Um, I don't know. So yeah. last last question on the home run derby is 
anyone going to beat the home run total that Vlad Guerrero hit in 2019? What was the number? 91. <laughs> was it really? <laughs> yep. Uh, yes, I think, I think, uh, I don't know what the odds are. I, I would bet over. You think someone's going to hit over 91. So I just want to point this out. Put it on the Vlad, record. Put it on the Vlad, record. I think someone's going to hit a hundred. Vlad Guerrero Jr. in 2019 hit 91 total home runs. Mm-hmm. And yet lost the home run derby. Yes. To, to Pete Alonzo, who hit mm-hmm. 57. Correct. The second highest Total home runs hit in any home run derby. 60? 61. Yeah. I think I read that somewhere. It's, I think, but this is like a perfect situation where, like, I think Gallo's going to hit 100, like 110. He's going to hit like 30 in the first round, 30 in the second round, and then like 50 in the last round. Anyway. Um, okay. So we're it's going to be bananas. Um, it's going to be bananas, and he may not even win. Who knows? Um, yeah. Do you have a, who do you think is going to win? Uh, I think just, I feel like Gallo is going to win. Just he's swinging such a good bat. He's, he's, he, he, this setup is perfect for him. Um, like <laughs> it, it's like, bat, it's batting practice. Come on. And he's got it, like, he's one of the only players in baseball who has 80 grade power. Um, but I mean, we've seen all sorts of other players win this in the years past. So, I'm, I'm rooting for one. As I should always. Uh, I think Gallo's going to win. I'm rooting for Soto the most. Who are you rooting for and who, who do you think is going to win? I want Trey Mancini to win. Okie dokie. Um. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's move on to All-Star Game. Um, snubs, jokes, thoughts on the roster. Yeah, so I'm just going to quickly um, say that you know, the, the Mariners lone representative uh, in the All-Star game this year, of course, is you say Hikuchi. I only hear what I want to. Um, Tasker Hernandez, surprised he made it. Uh, I, Mr. Agreed. Mr. Agreed. Wendell, uh, surprised he made it. Um, he was a reserve. Chris, Chris Taylor, yeah. Vishnu, you are right to keep him all these years. He's an All-Star. There you go. Um and that's honestly that that's kind of uh, I, those are most of the guys that like okay Adelise Garcia Mullins um, Freddie Peralta Tywin Walker those are all guys that I don't I didn't expect to make an All Star team this year. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm I, 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 we we talked about this uh, off air, but uh, the the rosters don't look like there's many surprises. I think Teoscar was voted in um, by fans, right? I don't know. I, th- I think he's the active outfielder, right? He is. Sure. I'm like, I'm, and that's said by the fans, right? Um, yeah. So Teoscar, like, he may be losing his <laughs> because of Springer um, and Lordy. And who's the fourth outfielder for them? Grichik. Uh, Grichik. Uh, anyway, I think Teoscar is is going to keep the, the, the gig. Um, yeah, I think Grichik has slowed down a bit uh, recently, so I think he's thought man, for sure. Yeah. Anyway, I, the, the American League starters are, are very, very good. Um, 
Trout's out uh, and replaced by probably like Garcia or Mullins, but uh, or even Gallo. Um, I it, it looks like the best players are being actually chosen. I, there's not many like Jesus, that's a terrible pick or a terrible uh, thing. My bigger thing is that the the starting rotation for the AL is. Is is Cole and and just and Rodon, but like it's woeful compared to the NL. Um, NL has a ton of arms, ton of options. Yeah. Um, the I think that the NL reserves are much better than the the AL reserves. Uh, it's kind of just I'm cherry picking because of my team, but like Betts and Soto, who haven't really had the greatest of years, but they're still considered. Uh, all-stars by and they're not voted in by fans but this is like the manager probably uh selecting these um i think the nl rosters are rest roster is better and i'm so are you i think they're gonna win oh yeah so this is this is gonna be my last question are you, you you're gonna go on the record and say that for the first time in uh a jillion years a jillion yeah you're you're gonna go with uh you're gonna go with the nl huh yeah and if the AL does win, it's going to be like Chris Bassett, who uh, is going to get like the MVP for some strange reason. Okay. But the, the like MVPs in these games are just so stupid uh, in that like usually it's like I got the game-winning RBI or I scored the only run of the game in the first inning type of thing. It's it's so stupid, um, generally speaking. I, I, anyway, the, the AL starting pitchers are Bieber's out, but Cole, Eovaldi, Gibson, Kikuchi, Lynn, Rodon, and Bassett. Um, and it's like, all right, is that it? <laughs> is that is all the pitchers you're gonna, you're gonna use? Uh, is there any? Have I missed? Like, are there any other good AL pitchers? No. Uh, well, let me go through my uh, starting rotation of my team. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, no, there aren't. Uh, and. I think it'll be interesting. I think it's the other thing is it's it's in cores, so I think that will add a fun dynamic to it. Um, because really, I mean, some NL players will be used to it, um, but like the, well, most AL players might be their first time playing there. Um, so that could be fun dynamic. I'm I'm excited for watching the whole weekend, uh, and or you know, I guess we're waiting three days before the game, um, but. Uh, yeah, I think it'll be fun. And I think I took the NL for the the young kid, the futures game. I think, I think I'm going to go NL here too. And I think this is my bold prediction. I think Nolan Arenado is going to win the MVP. Uh, because, of course, just, yeah. Uh, I just, just an observation here, just last observation. Um, is the the my comment about the starting pitching really pitching overall AL versus NL? Um, there's only there's two lefties in the NL and there's three in the in the AL. Um, and you know that like they essentially have the starter going for like two three innings and then it's like matchups and whatnot. But like everyone's a right handed pitcher, so essentially anyone anyone who's a right handed batter is just going to get screwed over in the in the matchups. Um, I'm not sure. They, they, they got, the AL's got some good lefty batters. Witt's a lefty, right? Is he not? Who? Joey, Gall- Joey Gallo's a, a lefty. Whit Merrillfield's uh, a righty. He's a righty. Crap. 
Uh, Jose Ramirez is a switch hitter, I suppose, that you can count yes. him. Matt Olson's lefty. Uh, that's it. <laughs> Not many uh, lefties. Uh, in terms of the NL, uh, there's a few more lefties between um, Freeman and Winker. And, uh, no, I think the starters are all at righties otherwise. But um, Turner, isn't Turner a lefty? He's a switch hitter, isn't he? Or switch. Uh, Soto, Schwarber, um, Albie. Schwarber's not, Schwarber's not playing. Oh, he's not playing. He got injured. That's right. Um, Escobar's a lefty, I believe, if I remember right. Nope. Switch hitter. Well, anyway, can bat left-handed. Um, and I think Cronenworth's a righty. Yes. Crawford's a lefty. Brandon Who? Crawford's a lefty, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, I thought he is a lefty, yes. Yeah, he's a strange left-handed batting shortstop. Anywho, Top 30 player in, according to CBS. Baseball. I know, I know. On it's, my it's roster. Manager. Yeah. I actually uh, I connected with Kamish on, uh, on that. Kamish was last one to have him when he had over 18 home runs. <laughs> that was 2015. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um Anyway, I, I'm just I'm very interested in the platoon situation. That there's the lefty pitchers. Uh, the AL has Greg Soto, uh, reliever for Detroit, and um, Chapman um, is the only. And then Rodon and Kikuchi, but uh, the NL only has R- Trevor Rogers and Josh Hader. So interesting, just to see that matchup. Just like, did, does the NL have it, no options to do platoons? They're just going to be throwing the best pitcher out there. Yes. Yeah. As they kind of should. Um, it's just going to be weird. It's, the All-Star Games is kind of a silly exhibition nowadays since they I do. Think, well, I think it's been more meaningful since they've tied it to home field advantage in the World Series. And so, okay. And so you're thinking NL will win it? Yes. I'm going with NL and I'm going with Nolan Renato as the MVP. Okay. Did I pick one? You didn't MVP. pick an MVP. You said you're going NL, though. NL. Um, I think if Fernie. Tatis is just going gonna to show up, and he's going to have, like, a bomb in his first at-bat and, uh, and win MVP. That's my I pick. Think he will probably there's, – there's a chance that that happens. There's also a chance that he hurts himself swinging in the on-deck circle. MVP. Because he's swinging too hard. It's possible. Who knows? But that, that's my pick. Um, All right. Yeah. Well, hopefully Juan Soto hits, uh, oh, gets God. to play. And, and, hey, uh, he's my least favorite <laughs> player in baseball. Uh, that's the only reason I mention it. Um, oh, God. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you offered me Juan Soto for Brendan Crawford right now, I would say no, just as a matter of principle. Okay, I wouldn't do that, but I'm just saying. I understand your principle. I understand your principles. They're wacky. Um, in any case, um, so last topic. I, I uh, so do, do you have any uh, other topics? I do not. Okay, last topic, and hopefully this will be brief. Uh, in that I, on the way back from, we went to a water park today, which was eye-opening and fun, and terrifying all at once just 
seeing society come together and um, just it's yeah it was just a mess of human human beings there. Did you wear a but, mask? Uh, no, there's no masks. Um, Do they check to see if you're vaccinated? No, and it's yeah, it was it was a jarring experience, but. Um, afterwards so we did it for like three hours and we were on our way back it's down in wine country south of wine country down here in near portland and uh on our way back we hit burger king for dinner did you get a chicken um, <laughs> i did i did i got a spicy chicken sandwich though um okay and uh i just it re- reminded me that hey i just don't i don't eat fast food very often um but the the chicken sandwich a was quite good it it held up a lot better than i was expecting uh, the fries are terrible yes um, which comes as no surprise i burger king has the worst fries. fries by far the worst fries i mean mcdonald's fries are mcdonald's fries they're just they're great they're just mcdonald's um wendy's are nah they're better than burger king but not by much um true what are your thoughts on French fries from fast food. McDonald's. I mean, what what is a number two in your eyes, fast food wise? That's tough because are we talking about like national chains? Yeah, it's got like a flimsy definition that, that like I would include like Five Guys to give you an idea. I, I like I like, and this is my next great idea. Because as you're all aware, uh, and those of you listening who aren't part of our chat group, you're not aware, um, I bought some cheddar cheese, some fake Mark's cheddar cheese from someplace in Wisconsin that was shipped to my house. And I think I talked about it maybe in the last pod, I don't remember. But my point is, I did it with Five Guys Fries, and it was amazing, mostly because of the cheese, but uh, because I recreated Buff Joe's cheese sauce. Mm-hmm. But, but I'm going to try it with my second favorite fast food fries, Chick-fil-A. Ooh, I have never had Chick-fil-A. That's not a bad thing. Uh, yeah, they support, like they support a lot of things that I don't, but uh, their food is good. And their fries are, remind me a lot of Buff Joe's fries. They have waffle fries. Ooh. Yeah, I need, uh, I need to hit that. Um, but not like waffle fries that are like super breadedy waffle, like uh, like what Arby's does with their curly fries, where it's like, like, do they bread them? Like, it's just I don't like it's it. Weird. It's weird. Um, yeah, they don't uh, do that. So I like it. So I'm going to try that, and I think that's going to be the winning combination for my cheese fries. Well, I think the winning combination is you figuring out how to make French fries because. Uh, the five guys method is super duper easy. Not very hard. Well, so my new uh, stove, now that I have one, has like an air fryer built in. So I've been able to make wings without like, there's no deep frying involved. You just put the wings in and they fry them. And it you, anyway, it's super crispy. It's super good. And I've been working on trying to make my own buffalo sauce. I haven't gotten a good one yet. But I haven't had as much success with the air fryer and french fries. So... Mm. I'm gonna have to work on that. Yeah, I strongly urge you to uh, consider the double method, but I think it's uh, I think it's widely used yeah. of just like slice the, using a russet potato, uh, rinse and then 
what is it bake and a big par bake nope. freeze them and then uh and then deep fry them well so, no no so actually even regular french fries you fry them twice um, right. you fry okay. them yeah. you fry them you take them out and then you fry them again um uh, and, and that's how you get the really good crisp to it but i don't know how one does that with an air fryer i, I imagine there's a method online that you can do to, you can test this out Anyway, you, what you with the, we're burying the lead. I think Five Guys' French fries are the best, and I know Ken has some opinions on this that he disagreed with. Ken really doesn't like Five Guys. I like Five Guys. Yes. I I like Five Guys, but I don't think that it's necessarily the best. But uh, I like French fries wise a lot. French fries yes. wise, I think they are the best fries. I like uh, their fries for my taste. And the whole everything else about Five Guys is yeah, it's good. It's fine. Whatever. I like it. Um, I do not have a problem with it. In and out. Uh, and in and out. I get instant diarrhea, so I can't eat di- uh, in and out anymore. But if you're in an area that has an in and out, you'll still get it. No, I mean I went to San oh, Diego really? and had the option. No, can't no. do it anymore. Wow. Okay, it's four for four. Four for four. Um, oh, dude, it's hundred percent not- for everybody. It's not just you. <laughs> Some of us then, just don't uh, whine about it. We well, enjoy it while it's going in. We just enjoy it <laughs> while it's going in and then make sure that we're near bathroom uh, <laughs> shortly thereafter. Shake Shack um, I've had and I was woefully disappointed, um, which uh, it would, which is probably something that people would chime in and, and point out. But You know, I, I we actually have one in Seattle that's not too far. I really like the burger that I had there. Their fries are sh- garbage garbage yeah i think the shake was the only thing i liked and it was not that great of a shake so i don't know um anyway that was my fast food uh little update i don't do it very often i still would prefer lardo um oh my god yes. all those options <laughs> exactly right which is a sandwich shop near, nearby here in portland which is delightful and their dirty fries are just amazing their everything so, is amazing um well, yeah too. All right. So I want to end the pod just by pointing out that Pablo Lopez on my team set a new record today, Major League Baseball record. Did you know this, Chip? What was his record? What did he do? Started off a game with nine consecutive strikeouts. Wow. Finished the game with nine strikeouts. <laughs> that was it. Uh, but anyway, that's, uh, I just wanted to shout out to my boy, Pablo Lopez. Pablo Lopez is he's going to be a keeper for this year, isn't he? I kept him last year. I know he's going to be enough. He was a two this year, right? No, I kept him as a one. Oh, he's a one. He's going to be a two. He's going to be a definite keeper for you. I like my boy. Yeah. Um, and uh that's it so listen we uh everybody thanks for for listening uh feel free to shoot us email uh with your thoughts on what we talked about if you have any um if you disagree with any of the the claims that we made here if you have any predictions for the all-star game or uh the home run derby um and then we'll be sure to read them off when we reconvene uh next week um otherwise that's all we've got for you that sounds chip, good. Want, I would say, Chip, do you want to say anything? You're good. Uh, I think I can awkwardly say no. I have nothing to add. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening, and Godspeed. Uh, Until next a, week. Uh, next week's episode. So, yeah. Cheers. What are you wearing? <laughs> <laughs>
Is there anybody in there? 